Yes, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> um, wow. We were just talking about, uh, we have no clue what we're going to be talking about. So uh, anybody got anything they want to jump out of the gate with? Crickets? There's Cricket. so oh, there much we go. going on right now. There is. It, yeah. It's like pick a topic. Let's just spin a wheel or something. <laughs> there is a lot going on. Um, so... You know, one of the things I know Derek and I talked about a few weeks ago was, um, you know, just how do we change the world with everything that's going on? Uh, I'm curious what you guys are doing. Daniel, you shared a little bit already before we went live here or started recording um, about what you're doing. I, I think that's key, actually. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and share a little bit if you don't mind. I'd love to. Yeah. A lot of what I've been doing lately is just connecting with real relationships, real friends. And it's, it's, I've been having church around the fire in my backyard and just inviting new people. People are coming in, uh, getting to know them, uh, basically getting to know them in the spirit too, because I really dive deep and I, we pray in tongues a lot and do interpretation, kind of freak out some of my friends. They're like, what's going on here? Can I trust this Daniel? And I'm just like, don't worry, Jesus Christ is Lord who came in the flesh. All right, moving on. <laughs> you know, it's like you got to do that these days because, you know, it's like there's going to be a lot of crazy spiritual stuff that's going to manifest. It's part of the kingdom. It's part yeah. of our inheritance as sons of God. It's going to really freak people out. And I like you got to you got to know that you're grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd and overseer of our souls, and that's like our firm foundation from which to launch into the crazy but it doesn't always have to be so crazy we were very mindful of like who we're with what you know the spirits guiding us you know we we speak as the father leads all of what jesus modeled for us you know we do what the father's doing all of that so it's it's like we got to be keen on who we're with and all that yeah i i appreciate that and uh, i would just say that um you know one of the things that uh, I joked about that when we started coming on here before we came on was um, might need to just have everybody make a confession. Is Jesus Christ Lord? Can you say that Jesus Christ is Lord? <laughs> and I think it's important. It's it's actually one of our, you know, it's our first plumb line. Um, so just actually when you're engaging with people these days, and I know anybody watching right now is seeing the screen go really wonkers here because I'm trying to get it, get it adjusted for Michael Basham who's coming on. Um, but, uh, again, that's something, Hey, you may want to ask people and just say, Hey, can you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? Um, it's going to be important because we're definitely moving into some areas where, uh, there's going to be a lot of people doing things that may not match up with what father's doing. Yeah. And if you're and working with uh, Ruthie or Daniel, you actually have to say the true Lord. Jesus or Yeshua HaMashiach, because apparently there's fake ones that are, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, I know. I happen to know there are imposters who, it, demonic spirits who go by the name of Jesus. So there is that. Uh, I would think that's true, um, honestly. But um, another thing, I, I know there's a lot of deceiving spirits going on, going, on, going on in the world right now. And a lot of them are even bringing to the people to the point to the brink of you know just step by step by step to the point of i don't know if jesus christ ever was real if it was all just made up and you know i can't trust anything in the bible i'm like you know this is where some of my friends have come to i'm like ah heaven you know this is crazy yeah and that's that's sad that that is happening um yeah, I loved it. Hey, Michael, I wanted to say hi real quick. Greetings. Glad you're hi. here. Hey, Michael. Hey, good to see you guys. How much? Can you hear me okay? We can hear well, you. It sounds like you're in a chamber, but other than that, it sounds good. I can hear you. I'm in a chamber, indeed. I'm working, I'm helping a legend of the Fringe Radio Network, Peter Goodgame, um, oh, cool. out with, with a little job he's got here. So it's pretty, cool. pretty fun. Hey, Martin. Nice you, beard. Brother? You guys all look great. Wow. <laughs> It's, I miss it's the you makeup. Guys. It's the makeup, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's the lighting. Oh man! You know, so I cool. think Gil. What's interesting to me is is as I've seen other people and even and even myself. I think you know. And we talked about this a little bit last time. And Daniel, I think you're you're hitting on it. Is that 
I think what's being exposed is religion and false religion. I mean, with, you know, people having a hard time going to church, it's like your, your spiritual life or religious life really has been totally disrupted in many cases dismantled. And I think that's fantastic because I think as, as we're learning, what is it to have relationship? And I think Daniel, you're hitting it. You know, it's like, we're, in some ways we're, we're being forced to go back to genuine relationship with people, but then also with, with God, the father. And for so many people that are realizing they've had religion and not relationship yeah. and they don't even know the father or Christ as, as relationally. And so many are freaking out. And I think that's where, cause I, I've heard similar things on, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't even know if the Bible is true. And all that is, in my opinion, from what I've seen, is that that's a, a cry for I've had, I'm realizing I've had uh, religion and not relationship. And I don't even know how to do relationship without all the stuff of religion. And I think that is the, it's, it's the terror and the beauty of where we are today. And I think there's a huge amount of stress, but it's also, you know, there are people that are desperate for the truth and they want something beyond religion because they're realizing, wait a minute, who am I without church? Who am I without this religion? And I think many people have no clue and it's causing a lot of anxiety, but it's also causing folks to really go deeper and search, search it out. And I think, you know, and I know we talked last time, I mean, there's been a huge increase for all of us on people that we're talking to and that are coming into us and asking, what is this? Can you help me? Can you, can you take us deeper? And I think that's, that's the beauty of really the next agers. Cause this, this is the next age, right? It's, it's right. really forcing us into a whole different state of relationship that most of the religious system number one is never known and number two hates to be quite honest because you lose control and it's now based on relationships so i think to me that's that's really one of the biggest pieces and i, and I think you know daniel you're hitting on it already and that's what we're beginning to see more of it and i think that false jesus is really a religious jesus that is false uh absolutely because it isn't jesus <laughs> you know maybe it's and barabbas he, right they're saying yeah like tra trading out jesus for barabbas mm. like yeah. you know the, the one who convicts us the one who you know moves us closer to holiness versus the one who's like okay with whatever we're doing kind of thing right there's a difference there of the people crying out for which jesus do they follow which jesus i remember todd white not todd white todd agnew had a song years ago which jesus do you follow which jesus do you serve and he really painted this this gruesome picture of jesus who wouldn't be allowed in many churches across america i remember they played that song on on the radio on uh christian radio and uh, it, it painted a picture again of this this Jesus of who he is and in, in his holiness and how even holiness, but still he's, you know, stepping down to hang out and be Jesus friend of sinners, right? Not the Jesus high and mighty religious, look down your nose at the sinners or the people who are different than you and those, those kind of things. And so we're definitely seeing uh, people move closer to that, even for the first time, which is really cool too. That's really good. You know, and as you were talking, actually, both of you, Daniel and Martin, I was reminded of a, of a conversation I had with uh, Melvina Ladestina. She's been on the show a couple of times. She's a good friend. And she was saying that what is she's discovering is everyone is talking about unity. We got to come together. We got to do this. But at the end of the day, no one really cares. They're not truly caring for each other. It's still all about I'm going to put on my own oxygen mask. Oh, look at the squirrel. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than helping yeah. others. So I think that there's a big call for that. If we're going to come together as an army, like let go of your own personal stuff. Obviously you need your own oxygen mask on first, but you still got to come together as an army and let go of the personal issues and lock arms and move forward. Yeah. So I love that you're doing relationships, Daniel, and you're building that because that that's going to be the key piece of, you know, it's all about relationship, our, our intimacy with Father, Son and 
Holy Spirit, but also our intimacy with each other so that we really can be in unity in a meaningful, purposeful, intentional way that builds the kingdom. Yeah. And you said you said intimacy, like into me, you see, you know, it's allowing Jesus to see into you and and like, hey, I'm an open book, Jesus, like throwing open every closet of shame, like, hey, where wherever you want to whatever you want to interrogate and you know because i had this prayer uh last year i was praying a lot and it it led to a a great breakthrough jesus interrogate what's in my basement vault you know what is it that drives me what is it that tells me who i am interrogate what's ever in that basement vault and uh into me you see intimacy yeah and so we do that with each other with brothers with sisters mothers and fathers in the faith you know and um it's beautiful i guess one of the other things that we're looking at as we're we're moving forward into the next stage <laughs> is um you know it's that intimacy which I, I think that's the core that's the the probably the number one foundational piece but then there's also um well and i think berlin was hitting on this that it's that unity where we're 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 looking out for one another and that as we move into this next age, and we've said this many times, and, and it's actually becoming, it's coming to a head a little bit, I guess. And that is, we've got to, if we're going to get to the bottom line, if we're going to get to real truth, we've got to have conversations. And these conversations have to be ones where leaders are not coming in and saying, let me tell you how it is. But rather, good leadership is coming in and saying, I need to hear what you've got. I need to hear what you've got. We all need to hear what you, you carry. Because when we all bring our peace to the table, it forms the puzzle that we can see a clear picture with. And if you're just listening to one leader, maybe they do have more pieces of the puzzle than, than some of the other people, but they don't have it all. That I can guarantee you. And if we're not willing to listen to one another and, and be interested in what's coming forth, and again, you know, the three plumb lines, and the first one is, you know, the cross of Christ. If, we're, if we can't confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, well, okay, well, that part may need to, you know, maybe, you know, uh, listen with caution. But I believe that we're all God's children and that even people that maybe aren't confessing Jesus Christ as Lord, they carry something that is going to be valuable to what father's doing so we need to be careful with that but at the same time also just recognize as we were talking about that there are going to be imposters there are going to be um you know those people who uh just aren't following jesus period and they have their own agenda but love is the biggest key i think in that in that when we're looking at that and we will find people that aren't don't even confess jesus christ as lord but they love better than some christians that we know Mm. And just and just confessing those words, saying Jesus Christ is Lord, actually doesn't. Those aren't magic know, words. It, 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 get, it gets really deep for me, Gil, because that's where the, the lines get a little blurry. Because in my mind, that is confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, like your love the for love. one another, like laying down your yeah. life for your, like doing what Jesus did, is confessing that Jesus is Lord. We hear people every day say He's Lord, and then they do all types of crazy stuff in His name. Versus those people who have never confessed it because they don't have that revelation, but they're walking in the fruits of the spirit. And, you know, they they love without conditions. You know, they're not trying to deceive you. They're not trying to puff you up and things like that. So for me, it it, it gets a little it gets a little weird for me. I can't lie. I have to be 100 percent honest, like because I was able to look and see Jesus in other people who don't confess the way that we do they haven't seen him they don't have a revelation of the cross of christ that kind of thing so yeah for me it gets a little tricky well, i can't i can't lie like because i try to judge the fruit yes i don't i don't yeah. care what you say you tell me he's this he's that. i don't care any about your confession yeah because your life is your confession yeah. yeah you can't you can't trick me on your lifestyle and the way that you treat people and the way that you treat your family and you the way you treat your enemies so that confessing that jesus christ is lord i think echoes through every area of our life you know right now and i i agree so wholeheartedly with you it does get a little blurry because um uh you know saying the words they're not magic words it doesn't get you anywhere if you're not living it then you know people can say the words and not mean it that that's happened i mean that's you know that's a given but but to actually live it out and it's who you are that says a whole lot more. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we've had talks about, um, 
you know, different teachings, people that love well, but then their teachings might lead people astray. I mean, actually lead them down a path that eventually they they just throw Jesus out the window. So we do have to be careful. I heard something good the other night. They said the culture is the church's report card. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if your life is your confession, wow. You know, because, you know, the bigger version of that, it would be the culture then. Anybody else got an opinion on that? I like it. What what, what do you guys think? think? You know, I'll just, I mean, my opinion is I, I think we often take that verse out of context because if you look at the whole verse, it's in confess that he came in the flesh, which is an odd statement, right? I mean, it's like, well, that's weird. But what what my understanding is that he was really combating the Gnostics that believed yeah. that Jesus did not come in the flesh, yeah, that yeah. he wasn't flesh, because everything of the fleshly material world is evil. Yeah. So that whole context is getting really kind of exposing the Gnostics of, of that area. It's like if you could say that he came in the flesh, then you're not a Gnostic because a true Gnostic says that everything of the material world is evil. Yeah. And so I think we misunderstand my opinion is that I think we miss some of that and it's almost like a litmus test. Right. But yep. I think as as Derek you're saying, I mean, man, it's like I joke with folks like, dude, I can pass any test you want me to take. <laughs> I really can. But if I'm a jerk, then uh, and I think exactly what you're saying, then e- either either I'm not truly following Christ or I have such a low maturity in in my relationship with the Father that, you know, I've got a long way to go, which I do. I mean, I, that's the thing. I think the Father has been teaching me more during this last six months is maturing in my faith, which means I've had to face a lot of the, the, the nasty parts of myself, which sucks. I hate it, you know, but I've watched the, the Father bring me through a different level of maturity through that, that pain uh, and that struggle. But I'm now at the place where I, I'm grateful for that. Um, but I think, yeah, to your point, I think anybody truly can can be deceptive and pass those tests uh, if they just mouth the words. But their lifestyle and whether they're building folks uh, or deceiving folks, that comes out through their life and, and that relationship. And I think that's a critical piece for it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's it's interesting what the scripture actually says, you know, regarding some of this. It says, no one can say jesus christ is lord except by the spirit of god it's such a it's such a broad statement i mean that's what it says so that's interesting to me what is it what does it all entail well first of all i think we're here both adonai and then the yahweh right we're saying he is adonai lord and that he is yahweh lord all caps you know that he is the embodiment of that just as he said you know before abraham was born i am very interesting yeah well uh karen or michael what's your piece well just what uh berlin was saying about kingdom michael of it's really hard to hear you i'm not sure if you can um can you hear me now Hello. a little better oh okay let me go in here maybe this is better this is Doubtfire. Hello. <laughs> um, how about this? Is this a little bit clearer? If uh, Karen wants, I can mess with sound for a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've had three or four things come by, but um, one thing I was listening to the other night, the, the words that are being spoken out, and one of them you hear all the time is, I can't breathe. And, you know, last time I was talking about the mask, it was covering up a voice. Now I'm hearing I can't breathe a lot. And to me, when you're speaking that out into the atmosphere, what is that saying? You know, (laughs) when you can't breathe, there's something restricting you. You know, there's a spirit there that's cutting you off. And you're declaring that out out in the public. You know, and then another thing I see is uh, a lot of negative prophetic words out there right now. Too. <laughs> I mean, everything's doom and gloom. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, just like um, I heard one today, um, 
you know, our pres current president is is going to be the last president. Then we're in the end times, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, let's cut this off. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just hearing so much negativity, and these things are really affecting the atmosphere. You know, not for me, but I'm just saying for me, I'm seeing that. You know, and and I'm really funny about like the thing of I can't breathe. There's a life you're cutting off and you're just saying that I can't breathe, you know? So where's the voice? You're cutting yourself off like that. And you've got something inside of you that hasn't been developed yet that when you're saying that you're listening to the wrong voice. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Agree. So, I mean, I've just, I mean, I, I've gotten that a lot and I'm going, golly, just so much stuff is getting spoken out in the atmosphere. People, you need to know your identity, and somebody's got to help you figure that out. Yes. yes. And the teachings and all, again, I'll, I'll say this, um, they're hearing a lot, but they're, people are still asking the questions, how do I do it? Right. That's what we need is so, the practical. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I'm starting the East Coast Hub. That's going to launch off this Friday evening at 7 o'clock my time and try to unfold some stuff. East so Coast what again? Kinda, East Coast Hub. Okay. Hub. For the East Coast people. I mean, there's some things going on. I'm in Virginia, Richmond, in the heart of some things that are going on oh here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like right there. Oh, my gosh, Karen. <laughs> yeah. Be strong, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so, and I mean, I'm like 15 minutes away from it. What, what's going wow. on? Wow. So, you know, to me, like I wanted to do the East Coast Hub and, and start getting that and getting people because we've had some things shut down here and people are looking for a place to go. Yeah. You know, and people to connect with in the area and surrounding areas. And I want to pull those folks together and see if we can get their questions answered and get a group going and start doing some things. That's good. good. That's good. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. Michael, do you need some people in Hawaii? I think at least seven of us, six of us here that are willing to come help. You guys, uh, you're all invited. We're um, in the process of looking at properties on the big island, which we went to for three days. I'm in Oahu right now. Um, we're in a big shutdown 5G communist, you know, horrible whatever. But when you go to the big island, you just see so much potential and i think that we could actually with what berlin was saying about kingdom culture we're developing our own culture now the culture is the new normal be afraid all the time freak out about racism and the news and it's true i mean i have the same problem i'll look at the news and be like oh my gosh but then when i think okay in my experience when i was doing mission work with a bunch of crazy hippies living in communes there was such a love and heavenly culture and a, and a culture of let's pray, let's do a Bible study, let's hear from the Lord, let's, you know, wash dishes for three hours because there's like 60 people. <laughs> let's uh, homeschool. And there was this wonderful bond of unity of, of maybe our theology wasn't all perfect, but it was like we're doing something together and it's all in the name of Jesus, the real Jesus. And I, I glimpsed that. And I think as things get worse in the world, we'll actually – as we join forces and our, our friends and listeners and followers come along that um, you can expect there to be big retreats in Hawaii and Colorado and even on the East Coast. I mean, I'm looking at coming to Tennessee, North Carolina, uh, hope to pass through Virginia, visit Washington, DC. I have a friend that's going to Washington, DC to uh, wear sackcloth and just warn some of the wicked things that are happening, but he's also doing it with so much love and the spirit of a missionary, Thomas Morrow. If anybody wants to go with him, he's like, I'm looking for a partner. The Lord showed me make two sets of sackcloth. So he might ask you to shave your head and fast for three days, but he's a really yeah. cool guy. I love his. I don't look good in sackcloth. <laughs> well, sackcloth and ashes. If you know anybody or anybody listening to this, if it's, I know if people who do released, that. I know people who do yeah. it all the time. He, he, I came from the Hebrew Israelites. That was their attire, sackcloth and ashes, oh, yeah. and pro prophesying well, against Babylon in New York. Oh, yeah. 
Oh really? Well, One this time. guy does like cosplay of Star Wars and stuff. It is it is off orphanage in Zambia, but they're shutting down the orphanage. I mean, things are getting pretty serious, guys. Like, they're gonna start looking like, where do I go? So, um, it is a time to be sober and vigilant, but it's also a time where we can come together and like really bond and build and, you know, the, I think the, the that our audiences are are all so eclectic and so yes. brilliant. And that the Holy Spirit's going to be sharing things through them, and it's just, yeah. I mean, it's it's the, it's like the the kingdom culture. Whatever God's doing in heaven, you know, it'll it'll trickle through our families, yes. and hearts and our our YouTube channels. Okay, so I have a question then for everybody, um, and and I know that we're all different, so I'm expecting different answers, and so I want your your um, black and white answer, and then do some explanation of it, but. Do you believe that things um, have got to get worse or will get worse? Or do you believe that things can get better and um, maybe we get through this and, and we live, live on without having the world come to an end? Which camp do you, are you in? It gets better. I'm hoping that we've already seen the worst. Okay. Mm, my hope is that, we, and that the, it's all already behind us and whatever changes that were being made and things that are implemented that we're moving forward and it gets better. So we so don't need an Armageddon. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. No. So you think it might come yet? A thousand years from now, probably something. Okay. Okay. Nothing anytime soon. Nothing anytime soon. Okay. Somebody else. Wealth and knowledge of self. <laughs> well, Armageddon actually does refer to uh, Ezekiel Ezekiel's prophecies, if you look through, like, I, I think it's chapters 37 through 39 specifically, kind of lays out a timetable of things that we have not yet seen, to my knowledge. So that's worth checking out, and it involves a war in Israel. But besides that, I, I mean, I'm listening to some prophetic voices who've had dreams and such of things, and, uh, and, he, and or just really amazing revelations, like, Bob Jones, for instance. Bob Jones was shown that the awakening is coming to America from 2020 to 2030. And sure enough, it is. Sure enough, it is. And we're going to see uh, a lot more light next spring for sure. I know I, I foresee it's going to be a hard winter up to Christmas. It'll be hard. That's, that's from a prophetic dream from someone else that I'm kind of considering strongly. As being a very valid perspective but that it's going to turn around and by next year who knows if that's the season that brian simmons had also a prophetic dream about where people are gathering in stadiums worshiping the name of jesus doesn't matter who the speaker is who the worship people are it's just all about a truly heartfelt return to our lord and savior jesus christ and that the media will come on board and they'll be filming things for free they'll be broadcasting this for free for uh, for everyone, there's going to be a huge, huge uh, harvest and an awakening that will last seven years. Okay. So that I'm seeing the, the turn happening early next year for that. All right. Berlin. Well, I, I had a dream that the paradigm shift when the corruption is cleaned up the paradigm shift for some people will be so extreme that they won't be able to handle life and so there's going to be a lot of just zombie kind of i don't get what's going on in the world and i don't you know what i don't mean like the movie i just mean like a total during the headlights shut shut down of of response and everything will be emotional and there's not going to be a lot of reason and so the rest of us have to really be emotionally stable and sound enough not to react. We just need to handle business. We need to love well. We need to be able to um, have a continuity of, of life and perhaps community while half of, half of the people around us are a little less than half or whatever, are not capable of really functioning well. So I think that that is coming, but then 
after that turnaround time, I totally agree with Derek, is that we don't need to get all the way down to the bottom of the barrel in Armageddon before it's going to get better. So that kind of agrees with Daniel is that we're going to have a rough winter. And that's probably what that dream was about is that there, there's going to be some really huge paradigm shifting going on and people who can't handle it. But then after that, I think it's going to get better. I really do. Okay. Martin. So I, I think it is going to get better. Um, so my opinion and kind of the way I see it is that, you know, we're, we're like the, we're in the kingdom. And, you know, just like the, the dream from Nebuchadnezzar, when the kingdom, the rock that is hewn without human hands, which is Christ, smashes the feet of the, the statue, that kingdom grows and it never ends. And it continues to grow until it fills the whole earth. And so I, I, I do. I believe that that's where we are. I don't believe we're going to have an Armageddon. I'll just I'll say it. Um, and what I see is a transformation. <clears throat> and I think that uh, while things are escalating, I think it is it is smashing religion because we've had religion for for decades, if, if not millennia. And mm -hmm. I think that we as society, as the church, are in the process of actually a, a metamorphosis and a transformation mm -hmm. to where we we are going to have to shift everything that we do i mean because most of our, our our really our religion is operating out of the old law system and we are we are having to learn how to operate i mean I, and i love the the some of the prophetic words that have been said i mean the 2020s are how to how to operate and rest yeah and that also means there's turmoil Right. Right. Because otherwise, if there was no turmoil, then you wouldn't have to learn how to rest. And so how do we learn how to rest and rest in the finished work of Christ and then our identity, who we are and operate out of rest in in the midst of turmoil? So right. I, I believe that as as the, the pressure cooker does heat up, which it has been, it, it is forcing that that transformation faster than I think we would see otherwise. Uh, so I do believe, I mean, I love Justin Abraham had a really, really great podcast recently on this metamorphosis and this transformation. And I'm seeing it actually where, you know, we're, you know, and as we pray for folks, we're able to generate heat, electricity in healing that, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I probably would have run out saying it's new age, but it is, it is the fire of God. It is Christ flowing through. And so I, I think it is going to, in some ways, it's it will continue to escalate, but I think out of that, it's forcing the church through. So I, I'm not a, a tribulation guy, uh, and you know, Michael and I have talked a little bit about that. It'd be a great debate, and I love wrestling through that. Um, but for me, it's it's kingdom, and whether it gets truly gets worse or better, it's fine uh, because it's we're learning how to rest and operate in the kingdom which I think the entire world benefits, whether they're believers or not, the entire world benefits under the kingdom structure because that's the love of the Father. And I, I do believe that's, that's, what's, that's what we're beginning to see now, which is really exciting. So good. All right, Martin, thank that's you. That's really good. Uh, Karen. Sure, I have a different way of seeing it. Um, most of the Bible to me is is out of personal relationship and the event is within <laughs> so the armageddon is is what is changing within so where some things religious mindsets are there your head is warring with the spirit and what that wants to do so things on the outside might look crazy but i always look at this word really being a transformation and a revelation of what's going on with us. Good. All right. Mm -hmm. awesome. Michael. Thank you. Um, I, I really just love you guys. And I just feel so much of, there's so much energy in this group and with the audience and with, the timelines of where we've come from and God sees the future. I don't know the future. I mean, like Martin said, like we have, we have some conversations where like, well, according to my calculations, uh, there's not going to be an Armageddon, but according to my calculations, and that's how we should do is look at things on a board and put out all the scriptures yeah. and do all the calculations. And 
All I know is we don't really know completely. Like, oh man, you're stealing my words. There is, there is gonna probably be, and I've been studying eschatology for like 20 years and like waiting for the end of the world for like I've been living in the end of the world since 2004, <laughs> and now <laughs> I see I drive down the road and and there's just it's just like in beautiful Hawaii, people are taking their kids for walks in the sunshine alone with masks on. And it just drives you freaking crazy to think this is a United Nations takeover. All the Infowars stuff is coming true, et cetera. And I could scream about it. But um, I interviewed a guy named Alex Adame that is worth listening to because he brought this whole body of evidence that the bride is actually going to be preserved and not have to go through the tribulation. So that would almost be like a mini rapture before mm -hmm. that period of time coming. And that I really hope to God that's true. <laughs> but whatever the wilderness is, I'm just like, hey, don't live in fear. You know, if you're like living in fear and then you're trying to be like the the end time church and then people come to wherever you are and it's all like chaos and people freaking out, might as well just, you know, try to live it out on your own out there somewhere. But um I think things are going to get a lot better as my grandfather, Don Basham's mentor, mystic mentor, by the way, before it was, there was a thing called Christian mystics. He said, he prophesied that in the future, the people who are closest to the spirit of Jesus and in the spirit of Jesus are going to get better and better. And the people who are farthest from the spirit of Jesus and in the love of Jesus are going to get worse and worse. So we're seeing that you know but expects like just unbelievable giddy joy happy again like you know every wonderful thing about the hippies and everything great about you know soldiers in arms and spiritual warriors and every awesome mystic experience you've ever had heavenly encounter angelic thing dreams visions whatever i don't know what my dream was last night but i've been dreaming a lot about neville johnson and i just feel this this extremely like there's something building in that realm that these guys that have passed on before us they're trying to share something from that dimension and so pay attention to your dreams i would yeah. tell people look at what your dreams are telling you and and pray with each other and you know we don't even talk enough guys but hey maybe we're doing stuff in dreams i don't know, <laughs> yeah. you know like, dreams have been crazy for everybody yeah lately. Well, you guys getting that too on your channels? Well, and the thing is, you know, the scriptures say that those that have passed on before us basically are not complete without us. So they're waiting right. to see, you know, to to connect and, and, you know, do whatever, not necromancing, but, you know, they're not dead. They're in Christ, yeah. you know, so yes. we're, we're, we're going to help them complete, you know, whatever it is they were meant to complete. So, yeah, definitely be listening to what your dreams are sharing and so forth, that they're pushing stuff forward, but... You know, so I believe that it. I believe that it absolutely can get worse, uh, but it doesn't have to, and I, and I think it's part of the responsibility of the ecclesia that we, as the ecclesia, begin to step up and step into our places as mature sons and being the government of God and pulling down the kingdom, pulling it in. You know, whatever the Father's doing, pulling that into this realm and beginning to shift things. Um, I, you know, I don't. I don't believe there has to be. And Armageddon, you know, and again, we, we, we could all get into the theological parts and maybe someday we, we will take the time and we'll do that and actually just, you know, uh, have a honoring but scriptural debate over all of it. But I think this is good just to, that we see, you know, where each of us stand. I'm, I'm, you know, Martin, you shared, you know, along the lines, Karen, you shared along the lines that I, I would operate in as well. I think there's some combinations of all that, that a lot of it is what we believe. And so if we believe that there's going to be um, uh, an Armageddon and and things are going to get worse and the ecclesia doesn't step up, then probably, you know, it's going to get pretty, pretty rough because what we believe, we're going to manifest it. And I'm not talking about necessarily us, but I'm talking about the world. And a lot of people think the, you know, the world's gone off its rocker by looking at things and they continue to believe in that, continue to focus on that. And that's what they're going to get. But uh, I don't. I don't necessarily believe that there's going to be an, an Armageddon. But um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of good things there. But the bottom line is, none of us know, <laughs> and we just have to hold it loosely. Right. 
and be willing to have conversations because as we have those conversations and each piece of the body is brought in, you know, everybody shares, I believe Father's going to use that, the body, and everybody sharing to help complete a picture that begins to make more sense to us than, you know, a lot of the current stuff that we have. So, Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Karen. Say something. Okay. Um, I want to say this. I mean, you you have talked about restorations of all things and opposite of the the fear factor thing. So the end times, eschatology, and all that. That does a fear thing too to people. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's part of the reason I don't I don't think it's you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's not a. I, I want to be careful. Uh, you know, there's I, yeah. The you know the preterists believe that the entire Bible is already done. Um, I could agree with that, but I could also disagree in some areas. You know, so I, I would not say that I'm a full preterist, but it definitely seems like a lot of that's already done. And and when I look at what this next age that we're stepping into and what Father, what I believe Father is doing. I think we're we're moving into more of what Martin and Martin. That's what I share quite often is that vision out of Daniel, where it says that every other kingdom is smashed to smithereens and blown away. You know, the dust of it is blown away. You know, there's nothing left. All that's left is the kingdom of God. And so I think though we have a lot of work to do, <laughs> and it's 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 Clearly. probably a long ways off. So are we going to have these battles? Well, the other thing that um, you know we talked about on our Wednesday night show a couple weeks ago is that the harvest is ripe. It is very ripe, and what we're seeing is the ripe, the righteous ripe, and the wicked ripe. We're seeing it all come to a head, and it's coming out. Everyone's showing their face, you know, except for masks. But they're <laughs> they're coming out, and you're getting to see who they really are. So I think there's some of that that's going on too, where there is a ripe harvest, where a father said, "Wait until." You know, it's all ripe, and then you'll be able to tell the difference between the wheat and the tares. Well, I think we're being able to see some of the difference now. And uh, it's yeah. it's just the wedge seems to be getting larger. But I think Father's doing something in all of this to expose a bunch of stuff, expose, you know, the, the angry, you know, wickedness. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm speaking for myself, all of us, the angry wickedness that's in us that needs to be taken out. So that we can say, you know, enough is enough. You know, we got to turn back to let's let's start talking and having the conversations where we can hear one another's hearts and work with one another rather than trying to beat the snot out of one another and kill each other. That's not going to it's not going to work. But what if I want to beat the snot out of somebody and kill somebody? Well, my flesh definitely wants to do that sometimes. I can guarantee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least slap him upside the head and say, wake up. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. frustrating so, to watch what's going on. It's very say that the, frustrating, uh, yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing with us being able to come together and let us reason, right? There's mm-hmm. there's great grounds for that to be true. There's a lot more. There's a lot more for this to be true. That could be true. You got a great point. And, and that's really where where I think the truth is. It's a balance right in the middle of a little bit of all of it and throw the, the dart there, right? The truth is somewhere in the middle. But for us to be able to share that and people looking for answers and looking for sensationalism, it don't really sell that well. Right. So whether we take a sexy. hard right or a hard left and say, this judgment is coming upon America, like those people are flourishing right now. Yeah. Their YouTube yeah. channels are blowing up. They're scaring the hell out of everybody. God is coming. Judgment is his hand. Or the other side, no, it's all beautiful. The raft we are in, the whatever like you are 100% on, for some reason, it gets more people because they're looking for, I don't know if they, 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 they want to feel more assured in this end time doctrine or trying to make sense of what's going on. I mean, I know y'all see it. Um, I think the truth is right there in the middle. So Maybe with that being said, when it comes to some of these controversial doctrines or whatever, we don't take a hard right or a hard left, but we find the love of God somewhere in the middle. Hold it and for some of the things that, that matter most of love and of Jesus and of refreshing and of healing and of renewal and those kind of things, then we'll take a hard right and a hard left on some of the things the tangible things of the spirit that we can produce like we really can change your life if you believe in these things if you get into intimacy with jesus you'll never be the same as is he coming tomorrow is he coming in 20 years i we can't prove these things these hypotheticals seem to get a, a larger audience tickling of the ears stick with it you know tickle the yeah. ears so 
truth is somewhere in the middle. So I really love and champion what we're doing. But when it comes to selling a crowd, it doesn't really work that yeah. well. Yeah, this will get some low ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I disagree with you guys. <laughs> with everyone. Michael Basham had it closest. He, he held back in that episode. He wanted to really tell us. The truth about what's gonna happen, but he didn't. Let it fly. I don't know. Don't don't look at me. I'm just the traveler guy that's been in a bunch of cults and listens right. to awesome people like you all day. I'll tell you, there's so many voices. Like you said, you don't know what's. It's hard right now. Who's got it? Who's got the whole picture? I tell you, who's got it? it? Jeremiah Johnson's got it. You need to follow his work. You know, okay, he's probably of... got a little bit of it, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. Got some. Yeah, we're, the... none of us have all of it. We're all supposed to depend. He made it that way, so we're like the Marines. We're yeah, not going to pass the test unless we depend on each other to yes. get through this. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then you know, again, is is why I I feel it's so important that we hold everything loosely, no matter what you think, no matter how hard right. you believe in what you believe, hold it loosely because if you don't and you're wrong, which we've all been wrong before, even on things <laughs> we thought re- we were right on. Hey, it's going to be a hard trip for you if you just hold on and say this is it versus yeah. this is what I think, but I'm willing to listen. Yeah. You know, it occurred to me there's another area of balance that we need to have as next agers. Then I, I know I'm speaking to the crew, but there are some of the audience here too. Those of us who know how to operate in the heavenly realms and legislate and who are or who are learning that and understand holding frequencies and other things that are going on in the spirit realm we have to split our time between doing that and being here in relationship and building and loving on people and awakening people here on earth but if we sit there and we just ruminate in ourselves about how awful it is or i wish these people would do that or you know just be disgusted at the mask wearers or you know whatever that's not helping we have to do either go up and work on it from a spiritual level or come down and work on it at a, a human level but with that, when, not, when we just sit there talking to the peanut gallery and just running the same arguments around and around and around, and I have to tell my friends, I'm like, we, we, we already discussed that. We, we, it can be done now, right? <laughs> so we have to, you know, do the work that needs to be done. And sometimes that's uncomfortable because our comfort zone is to, you know, just pick up the latest thread that we see on Twitter or whatever. Let's just talk about that again and talk about the same old thing again or talk about what they're talking about. Or, you know, it's like we get these spinning plates that aren't even our plates to spin. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be out of time. I mean, believe it or not, uh, we're coming up on 50 minutes. So we're going to... We're going to be wrapping up here shortly, but what I want to do, I mean, we're going to have a part two. And uh, in part two, I actually want to hear from all of you. What are you doing currently? You know, what, what, what things have you done or what changes have you made during this time that you think is helping to make a difference for the direction of the world? Um, but we got about five, ten more minutes. So if anybody else wants to add one more thing here, um, go ahead. What else you got? Crickets. You know, I, there's I think too many you know, things. We're all all of our brains are exploding. There's too many things. You gave us like such a huge, huge option there. Yeah, uh, Martin, you know, I, go I ahead. One thing, and, and you said it, but it's hold things loosely. You know, I don't, I don't believe the same things I did three years ago. Yeah. You know, and and I think it it's a scary notion sometimes to say that our faith is evolving but it really is i mean outside of the the plumb lines and really the core of christ and what he did who he is then everything else is 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 evolving based on my revelation or the father's revelation to me about his heart and so i i don't believe the same things i did even last year and i hope next year i can i can yeah. come on here and say the same thing that even what i am saying now i don't believe the same way because the father's heart has has been revealed to me in such a way that it wrecks everything of me it wrecks my own religion my own self yeah and he continually is transforming me and i think that's the beauty of the next agers if you will is that right now we all believe certain things and next year we'll believe different things and that's wonderful and we we can work as a as a body 
wrestle, disagree in some areas, but then still work in intimacy, not uniformity, yes, uh, but in intimacy and progress forward and not take on offenses. And I was having a lunch with a buddy of mine today, just not taking on the offense of others as my own offense. And that's something I'm learning still how to, how not to do that, I guess. But I think that's, that's an good. important skill and maturity really to learn because the moment you take on an offense either towards you or even from somebody else, yeah. <clears throat> the moment you've, you've lost the heart of the father. Yeah. And that's not saying don't defend, but it's saying if you take on the offense as your own, then I think you, you lose some of those things and you lose the ability to really hear the father's heart and really walk with him and see what he wants to do with it. That's good. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that will be one of the things I, I believe will uh, be prominent. I mean, there, you know, this whole divide thing of the ripening of the fruit, you know, we're saying, look, it's the harvest. Well, this could just be the beginning. We could have another thousand years to go. And, you know, I don't even want to think about that, really, because of it, <laughs> where it's at now, if it continued that direction of this divide. But that, you know, we just don't know. And all I can say right now is with the way the world has gone, I certainly am in a place where I believe the unthinkable can happen because it seems to be happening even right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though, that it that the evil is really becoming evident. They're not even trying to hide it, but also the good is becoming evident. Yes. And we don't need to hide it. Love it. Love it. All right. Any final words from anybody before we wrap up? Section one, part one. Come on, Michael. <laughs> Just amen and amen and, and all of us money. No, we love you guys. Um, this is really powerful to have the humility of people that have different takes on stuff. Look at this and all agree. Like, yeah, we, there's construction out there. It's loud. <clears throat> we are in the Everybody's voice matters. People who are listening are like, just do it. Do it. Michael, I, I think you shut the door on your internet. Unfortunately, Michael, when you shut the door, I think you closed the door on your internet. You froze. No, internet. I'm at a construction site, so... Well, I couldn't anyway. hear anything in the background, so it was fine until you closed the door. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, anybody that thinks like, hey, should I start a podcast or a YouTube channel or, or a blog? We need your voice. Get out there and do it. Yep. I agree. Unless you're on the dark side. And if you want to monetize it, contact me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Contact Berlin if you want to monetize it. <laughs> Berlin's it's our business person. It's the time to person. transfer the wealth out of that chaos of the world into the kingdom so that we can do the right thing with it. That's all. Yes. That's yeah, all it meant. It's good. Go. Good. All right. Hey, well, blessings, everyone. Honor you guys. Love you guys. And uh, anyone who's watching, stick around for part two. Uh, it will be coming up soon. I don't know when, but it'll be coming up soon. All right. Blessings, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.